Welcome to Generation Tech. I'm Todd Brinker. Uh, this is... Whoa, there we go. I got extra music playing in the background. Welcome to Generation Tech. This is Todd Brinker. I am joined, as always, by my dad, Jack Brinker. How you doing, Dad? Doing fine, Todd. So um, I do want to say, for those who are uh, listening to this, uh, the show came out a day later today. Because this is our second try at this. I managed to start recording yesterday without actually hitting the record button. So we did an entire show, which I thought was a great show. Probably our best ever, right? <laughs> it's that, that, so. that, 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 <laughs> um, the lost show, the lost episodes that they will talk about in, in history, right? That, that, that was lost yeah. to, to, uh, to, well, stupidity for nothing else. You know, the irony is, is that I actually have a backup. Uh, system so that it automatically comes on and records the show after we're done. I can go to that backup. And that backup didn't launch because apparently there was an update to Skype that I wasn't aware of that made my backup recording software not work. And I had to update it. Once I updated it, it's fine. So I didn't have a backup for a couple days that I wasn't even aware of. Um, but now I know to double check to see that uh, my backup is currently running. I can see that it's working. Which, I can see that our my primary recording... Just it just only proves that techies don't know everything, right? There's always yeah. a gotcha. Well, we know everything. <laughs> We're just not perfect. <laughs> yeah, no, that was frustrating. Yeah, well, I couldn't believe it. When I was done, I was like, "Oh crud! I didn't get it." I didn't. I went, okay, well, at least I got the backup. So I went to go look at the backup, and I saw, shoot, I haven't had a backup uh, for like the last six days. It's like, man, <sighs> you know, that's irritating. You know, it's just that the tech the tech world is so complicated that and especially because we use products from multiple vendors and anytime anybody makes mm -hmm. a change uh it somehow they've done something that messes up what you were doing it seems yeah or at least yeah. there's that possibility is open and and too often it happens you know yeah you know skype is owned by microsoft and if they update their software they're updating it for their reasons to make it run smoother or better or do something the way they want to do it. And whether it breaks some software that then records Skype calls, you know, they don't care. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. We'll uh, yep. deal with it. And it's like, erg. Yeah. Well, it's, the, was, com um, it's the complications that software developers are run into all the time because they're trying to make their product as widely usable with other people as possible. And, uh, they, they can't keep up, you know, everybody doesn't communicate. There's, mm -hmm. there's not a, a, an instantaneous catch on all of this because they go through <laughs> extensive testing with their own software, but they can't do that with everything in the world, you know? Right. Yeah. And it's not their so, job to test some third party software. <coughs> Excuse me. Got a tickle in my throat. <laughs> Well, anyway, it's a lesson as to why you stick major primarily with a single vendor if you can, because you avoid a lot of that. That's uh, yeah. That's why well, I'm there's pretty, a function. pretty much. Uh... Go ahead. Well, I was going to say there's a function now built into Skype where you can record directly within Skype and record your conversations. <clears throat> oh my gosh, coughing and sneezing. I'm falling apart here. Um, but the, uh, you, you have to manually start the recording every time. And what I like is the app that I've got, I've got it set up so that it automatically records. So as soon as I launch Skype, I start recording. Mm -hmm. Unless of course the software doesn't oh. run, in which case then you're like, 
you're screwed, basically. <laughs> what can I say? And that's yeah. where I was yesterday. So thanks for coming back on so that we could, you know, try it again. And that's what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, well, anyway, while, <clears throat> while we were gone, uh, we got at least one answer to the things, one of the things we speculated the other day about. And, uh, and that has to do with the, uh, now I lost my note. Excuse me. Mm. Well, while we uh, were, we were oh, waiting the, to get on uh, today, you, oh, go ahead. Yeah, Go ahead. in preparing for today, I found this article that says the uh, uh, iPad Pro is still the uh, a sensible solution because it actually outperforms the A14, which ah, is on okay. the new uh, the Air. So, uh, anyway. Uh, right, which is what I had presupposed because the A12Z that is in the iPad Pro is not the same as the A12. It has more CPUs. And it, it's 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 a um, a different processor package. Well, the, the it points out here that it's got the eight core CPU as well as GPU, eight mm-hmm. core GPU. Whereas the the Air that was announced has a, I think it's a six and a four core. It's yeah, a six, six core, core GPU, GPU but a sixteen core GPU. So it has more GPU units but it has less CPU units. So it depends on what you're doing. One might be faster in certain ways. Well, this article says it's a six-core CPU. So somebody's... I think they maybe misread that. I think it's 16. I will check that momentarily while we talk. So anyway, uh, then then they mentioned... uh, I'm getting this from Mac Daily News, that there's some other features... That it says the LiDAR <laughs> scanner, actually because it's a slower processor than the Pro, mm-hmm. is ne- is essential. And I don't really understand that, but that's uh, apparently why it was used. Yeah, the... Um... Sorry. And as well as ProMotion, which is, I, I, I don't know, is that a software technology or... ProMotion has to do with that 120 hertz uh, refresh rate. That 120 hertz refresh rate versus the 60 hertz refresh rate, so they can make motion go uh, more smoothly. Okay, well, they they said that was essential in the Air, whereas it's not in the Pro. Um, I think they've got that backwards. The Pro has it, the um, Air does not. Okay, I, I, it's hard to understand which processor they're talking about the way they wrote it. So, right, whatever. En- enough of that. The uh, comparisons will probably go on and on, but the Pro will always uh, have its place. I'm sure. Right. Well, and but it just me, I mean, it, reason. <clears throat> to me, the reason for the Pro has nothing to do with any of that. I want the big tablet. You right, know, you want I, the big 13-inch screen or 12.9-inch. Right. You know, I'll never, I'll never buy the small uh, iPad. So, anyway. Yeah, uh, I actually have, I, I actually like the 11-inch size. I have a 12.9-inch one, and it, I won't get one that size again. And mine is a newer one than yours, so it doesn't have as much of the space around. It's actually physically a smaller device and lighter device. And I find that that's to me that's a little too big. I prefer the little bit smaller. But you know, to each their own. That's yeah. why they make different models. 
Yep. Yeah. So, uh, and like you said, we the, will know uh, the when other... they come out with the iPad Air. I mean, it's not it's not actually out and available for the world to to play with yet. So it will be at the end of October. Oh, it's the one that will sell by far the the most. There's no question about that. People oh, I disagree. Pro, the no, basic the that, basic no. iP- the basic iPad's going to outsell it by far. It's three hundred twenty four dollars, and parents are going to buy those in droves for kids. Oh. It still works with the with oh, the yeah. iPad pencil. Yeah, I mean you're yeah, right. The Air right. will outsell will outsell the Pro, but the basic iPad is still going to be the one that everybody buys. Sure, sure. You well, know, unless you're that kid the, from the rich the family, average parent is also going to be comparing it with a Samsung tablet, and you know, all of the other. Right competitors uh yeah but once once the kids have had a an ipad pro i don't think they'll go back i don't mean ipad but once they've had an ipad yeah it's the you know it's funny because you can debate whether or not the iphone is a superior device to a samsung device or a lg device or whatever when it comes to the tablets there's just no comparison. It's not only the device, the physical device, but the operating system and the software available for the uh, iPad is so far superior to the tablet versions of Android that are out there. And and they know that. They, that's why they kind of have tablet versions of their Chrome OS, too, because they just really don't work well. They don't have... And so what you end up doing is most of the software you're running on the tablets, uh, Android tablets, is software that was designed for a phone and just blown up to a larger screen. And you can do that on an iPad as well. You can run phone software, but it's so not the same experience. It's just a poor experience, and I think that people who, um, you know, it doesn't take very long playing with them to see that that the iPad is the far superior device for tablets. Um, The one thing that I think that they overlook a lot when people are making comparisons, though, and, and this is from personal experience, is the Amazon tablets. Amazon tablets are dirt cheap, and because they forked the Android operating system, everything is designed for a tablet. They don't even make a phone anymore. Um, they made a phone for a, a hot minute, but um, you know the uh, Fire OS that they run on their Fire tablets is essentially Android, but it's designed for tablets. And then you, they buy everything. Through, they, they set it up with their own Amazon store, so all the software that's there has been vetted to work on the tablets, uh, and. You know, I mean, you can get their 7-inch yeah. tablet. Now, granted, it's 7-inch. It's not a very big one. But you can get a 7-inch tablet for, for less than $50, like $35. And huh. they're reasonably good. I mean, and if it if it dies, you go, so what? Throw it in the trash and get a new one or throw it in a recycle bin. Yeah. You know, and they function. I mean, I've, I've got one that my wife uses to play um, uh, Spotify music in her classroom. So she's got a Bluetooth speaker, yeah. and she just has her Spotify account on there and made some playlists of, of classroom-appropriate music because um, you have to be aware of that. There is such thing as classroom-appropriate. Yeah. You know, and she plays <laughs> she plays that music, and, uh, and that way she can have some music playing in the background. And it's um, uh, cheap and easy, and if something happens or if some kid, you know, gets sticky fingers and steals her... Uh, her tablet it's like yeah no big deal it's 35 bucks but you you know if, if when you say background that 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 has a a real uh remembrance of the things that happen in my life 
is there is no such thing as background music. To me, music is always foreground, and I'm afraid that that would be a distraction to me in a classroom. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't get on an elevator, but what I listen to the music. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot, a yeah. lot of people well, call for some... that, you know, elevator music, but uh, to me, I'm, I'm hearing music whenever it's there. Yeah, some people are very, very different focuses than others. You're right. Um, I know that, you know, it's not like it's there playing in the background all the time. It's it's selectively there, you know, especially. Well, I think what she does is she tends to put it on, like, after she's done doing a lecture and they're now working at their desks, she'll put that on. And, you know, she plays holiday music at Christmas time and stuff, and the kids tend to like it. Sure. Um, but, yeah. you know, that's something to think about is you should probably ask some of the kids, you know, just make an announcement and say, hey, you know, if this is going to distract you, let me know. We'll turn it down or turn it off. But, you know, it's not played yeah. loudly. It's 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 literally meant to be background. But I know what you mean. You know, I tend to, but, but like, I, pull that out of the background and focus on it, too. Especially if it's something I like. I can't like. tell you how many times I've turned to my wife and says, man, isn't that great that they're playing something back from the 50s or whenever that, that uh, we, you know, was our days in school. And uh, I thought it was really neat. She says, oh, they did? They play that? <laughs> yeah, she wasn't paying any no attention at all. No at all right? on music, see? So anyway. before we started recording today on our second take of this this episode, uh, you said you were downloading Watch OS Seven on your watch. So yes. you've got that done, but you haven't done anything with it because you yes. literally just finished it. So how long did that take you, yeah, uh, roughly? Uh, that was well. You see, it it had it already downloaded the main download, and so it was just ready to start installing it. Uh huh. Oh, okay. So because downloaded I had started overnight. it last night, and it gets it gets to that point where it says right. you got to have it power, you know, on the charger and powered, then it won't go on. Right. That's where I started it this morning, and that was pretty quick from there. So I can't give you a to total accounting of the time. Right. So yeah, for me, I had the same experience. I think the download took however long the downloads take, and that, and and then they go through a verification process after they download it to verify that they got all the bits correct, because you don't want a, a corrupted copy of your 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 operating system loaded onto a device and uh, and so that probably took you know 20 minutes or so uh, for that separately yeah. from the the download and upgrade to the to the phone and you have to upgrade the phone to iOS 14 before you can upgrade the watch to iOS 7 um, right. one of the things that they added to this new uh, setup is that you can also now uh, set up and configure watches for other people with your phone. So if you have children in your house and you have a watch for them, you can configure their watch for them even if they don't have a phone, which is the first time they've allowed right. the watch to be independent of a phone, which is nice. Or not fully independent, but independent of their user, their owner having a phone. Um, right. Which for parents might be a nice thing because there might be some people who would be better off with a watch than a phone. And I'm thinking, you know, I have a nephew who has uh, type 1 diabetes and, you know, that might make more sense if they were to get the LTE version of the watch. That way it's on his wrist. It doesn't come off. He doesn't leave it laying somewhere and forget. But the question is, does it have that, you know, does it have a watch version of the software that will monitor his, through his, his wireless uh, blood monitor? And I don't know. But it seems to me that might be the yeah, better I'd... solution eventually, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, because fact, then you don't uh, leave it behind. It's on your wrist. It's there all day. Yeah. Yeah, any health-related stuff belongs on the on the watch. Yeah. So, 
Anyway, speaking of the watch, there was another little article out this morning kind of talking a little about about the teardown of the of the Series 6 now. And yeah, how they, it's got a much bigger battery and and they're it's kind of amazing still that they got yeah. the I, I wouldn't say much bigger, it but it had a bigger battery. <laughs> Much yeah. is is probably not the right modifier there. We're talking about something that's, you know, right. maybe the size well, three, of two and a half postage three stamps. Point, so, three point five percent in size. You know, that doesn't right. say anything about how how charge. Right, is, but three point five percent is not much in my book. But you know, I guess it depends on what you're measuring, right? So yeah, um, that, that yeah. Was how much actual more series five? Right. How much more current? It was interesting to me when I read that article that one of the ways they did that was they actually just made the case thinner. That they said, well, you know what? Yeah. We, we've done testing and we can make the, you know, the exterior dimensions are the same. The case is just thinner. Ooh. So so we have um, the ability to, uh, um, you know, fit more stuff inside. You know, because they had to put in yeah. an additional it- sensor as well. And the fact that they're now running their always on screen brighter so they were you know a, you know that the newer version of the chip is probably more economical in terms of the energy it needs but you know that's offset by running the screen and the additional sensor so they had to you know increase the battery a little bit had to find space somewhere you, you know you know you know that appeals to me so much that i just might upgrade my my watch i like i like the idea of always on i've never liked this business of Oh, you got to mm-hmm. kind of shake it or turn it or touch it or whatever. Now they they did yeah. get rid of the touch uh, feature on the uh, six phone. You can't, you know. Since they got rid of it on all no of them. To touch it on all of them. Even if you had that that uh, that force touch before on your phone, it's gone. It's no longer in the operating system. Did you know that? Was oh, that right? We always talk about the no. things that Apple adds. Apple took away force touch on all of their devices. It's no longer on the phone operating system or on the... They quit putting it phys, the, the physical ability to do the force touch because you have to have that little rumble thing in there. They took that away. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't have... Uh, I can't remember what they called it. There was another like force feedback thing that they did. But force touch, where you press into something and then press harder to go like to another level, is gone. Mm-hmm. Apple has decided that's no longer a, a uh, uh, function that they're going to support. So if you upgrade to iOS 14 or you upgrade to watchOS 7, that's gone. So like on your watch, used to be if you drag from the top to the bottom, you would, well, it still is. You drag from the top to the bottom and you get like all the notifications that you've gotten. And then to clear the notifications, you used to be able to just like put your finger on one and pre- and force touch into it. And the phone would kind of give you a little thump, thump and then say, clear all. And you would say, yes. Now you scroll to the top of your list, or uh, uh, and there's a clear all button. You no longer force hmm. touch. Yeah. Well, my watch just came up with a really mm-hmm. odd thing. It was somehow I must have bumped something, but since it's updated, it g- gave me a selection of three things, and I didn't understand what any of them meant because I didn't intentionally bring it up. <laughs> so I pushed one just to make it go away. <laughs> So, well, usually if you if you tap in on your um, on your uh, wheel on the side, that just says go yeah. back to whatever was doing previously. Well, I changed it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you're like, what did anyway, I change? That, that, I don't that's, know. That's another one of the joys of upgrading is that uh, you come into an app and it doesn't work the same. 
sometimes it's a pleasant surprise mm -hmm. and sometimes it's uh especially if you're in a hurry is an unpleasant surprise because yeah. now you can't make it do what you want to do yeah when you you're know? learning the change sometimes is what determines whether or not you like the change right it's like right. i just wanted to shut off the dang alarm how do i do that i used to force touch now that's gone how do i get this thing to shut up <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah I, there is that I, downside. Noticed, noticed several changes that didn't get any, you know, play in the uh, mm -hmm. announcement at all. That I think are just absolutely wonderful. The, the notes. Yeah. I don't know if you've played with your notes app, but to me, that's a major feature of, of the notes iPad app on. Especially. Oh, on the iPad. I was going to say on what because there, yeah. you know, <laughs> there's notes all over the place. Well, um, okay. Well, and they sync all the over the place. The notes presentation on the iPads wonderful. As well as on the computer. So, so anyway, what changed? Uh, it looks the same to me. Oh, no, no, no. It spreads things out to the right. If you go to a particular category, then it, if you've got, let's say, nine or ten items in there, well, those ten items are listed. So instead of just a number of how many things you have in it, you you see all of those on the screen. And then further to the right, the one that's, that you select. So you oh, okay, yeah. Index. So there's a there's a folder, so you can see how you've organized things. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I see that. So I find that okay. to just be so logical and nice. It's just why didn't you do to that? Me, a long that time ago, like, you know? <laughs> to me, that seems like to me it seems like almost. I mean, I have everything essentially synced to the cloud, so everything's in iCloud. So it's all in one folder. So why do I care? Well, I but I guess it depends what, on how everybody I, uses it. And, and the other thing is the ability to rename the folders, you know? Yeah. Which, yeah, which and you can, create, you can create new folders and then so, organize your stuff by folder if you I'll, want, which, which does allow you to I'll, do I'll, some organization. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm going to do. I'll spend a lot of time reorganizing now that, now that I can and it's easy. So anyway, that's some of the pleasantries of upgrading is to the the nice surprises that that you find uh, uh, I'll tell you something that's just bothering me I'm, I happen to be I, I one of the websites that I look at regularly in addition to Mac Daily News is Mac Rumors and while I'm yeah. sitting here on Mac Rumors twice now Mac Rumors website has tried to download a text file onto my computer and it pops up and says it wants to download f.txt and I say no I don't want you downloading anything out of my computer. Why? I'm reading news. Why on earth would you download something to me? I don't understand why it wants to download something to me. Um, I've got to assume that it's either bad or tracking, which is bad. Why on earth would they? Yeah. Be, why would a news site be downloading something? And and you I, know, thank goodness, Safari asks me every time, and I go, nope, don't want it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. That's dumb, dumb step on their part. In fact, yeah. Might Either that, or they've been hacked, and something's been put on their website. Yep. Because it's never happened yeah. on, before on their website, so something has changed. So um, yeah. let's talk about some new stuff too. So the one of the new things in WatchOS seven is, and it's it's off by default, but I turned it on as soon as I got my my watch updated. Is the ability to to time when you're washing your hands? It'll automatically sense when your hands are moving the right way, and and when it hears the the water running, the shh of water. And so it starts counting down 
Uh, it usually activates, and you'll see if you look at it, it'll be like it'll start up around 16 or 17 seconds because it'll hear it, and then it'll wait a couple seconds before it actually starts counting. So it accounts for the fact that it thinks you started a few seconds ago. Um, anyway, and then when you get to the end of your 20 seconds, it'll like thump your wrist a little bit and give you a little thumbs up saying, good job. And I thought, what a cool idea. And it has been nothing but frustration and irritation for me. I am so disappointed. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I didn't like the idea when I saw it demonstrated. Yeah. I, I, if, if I can't get close enough to 20 seconds, furthermore, it has a lot to do with whether I'm using soap or not, which usually I try to use soap with this ever since Correct. the COVID's been around. You know? Yeah. And... So I probably exceed 20 seconds anyway. So why do I care? Right. Well, my, my sense of it is thus far, and this is, and maybe it'll learn and get better or change or get updated or something. But it basically wants you to put your palms together like you're praying and then slide your hands back and forth on each other. And if you make any other motion, it doesn't see that as washing. Now, all that does is rub the palms and fingertips together. I wash in between my fingers. I wash the backs of my hands. I wash the side of my hand with my thumb. I reach across and wash the side of my hand with my pinky so that I'm covering every direction and dimension of my hand and fingers. And any motion that is not basically two hands together in the praying motion sliding, it doesn't seem to think is washing. So it stops counting. And if I do that long enough, it gives up It gives up and says, you're not, you didn't do it. And so, you know, and I... I've gone well past 20 seconds. I mean, at times I will take, almost every time, I will take one hand and make a, like a fist with it, take my other hand and wrap it around it, and then take the hand that's in the fist and spin it in the hand so that I'm washing the backside of my knuckles and the top of my hand. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty thorough when I wash my hands and it doesn't count that. It's because I'm not doing the right motion. And so, and the other thing is, is my sinks are low enough that I have to bend over and my back starts to hurt if I'm standing there for 20 seconds. So I will rinse my hand, lather up with some soap and then stand upright so that my hand is now not directly in the water while I rub the soap in, in, in each of, between each of the fingers and, and, you know, through the knuckles to make sure that I'm cleaning everything and then bend back down to rinse my hand off. As I move my hand away from the water, it stops timing me and it's like, okay, I'm going to have to turn this off because oh, it's irritating, irritating I, me beyond I, I, belief. It is so poorly implemented. It's not worth having. I understand now why they have it off by default. Huh. Well, I was going to ask you how to turn it on, but I don't care now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I would love you to do it for a couple days just to see what your experience is. See if you have a similar oh. experience. Maybe well, it's just me. Maybe it it's the the way I move my hands or, or you know, wiggle my toes or whatever. So... Uh, do you, you want to do it on your watch? You have your watch or your phone. You can do it from either place. Oh, I can do it on my watch. Yeah. So on your watch, go to settings. Uh, I got on the on the phone. I go to watch first, right? No. On well, if you're doing it on the phone, do you want to do it on the phone or you want to do it on the watch? Oh, let's just do it all on the watch then. Okay. okay. I, so, I go to settings, huh? On the watch, uh, go to settings. Settings. Dang, I didn't want to do that i touched something wrong tap the the uh, wheel in and back up i'm on try there we go now settings let's go down at the bottom this is so too loose on my wrist that's the problem okay settings well, now that's your fault i can't help you there no go to hand washing hand washing is listed uh, above health and below clock hey 
Oh, wait a minute. Uh, I'm still in settings. You say hand washing. This yeah, is under not settings. Hand washings in the first, on the oh, first menu under settings. Hand washing, and then you have two things hand you can washing. toggle on. One is the hand washing timer, which is the automatic timer, and the other one is hand washing reminders. And what that does is anytime the GPS, and this is the part that might be actually useful, so you might leave that one on. Anytime you go well, outside of your house, when you come back in your house, it reminds you to wash your hands. Well, so like somehow if you've gone, I got to health. Somehow I got to health. Health I'm is below hand washing. You probably hit the wrong thing. When you went to go hit hand washing, you probably hit health because it's right below it. Well, I can't get out of this. Tap in Settings. on the wheel. That backs you up. Now, it says apps and devices. That's the second menu is apps and devices. As soon as I hit... Uh, Settings. Settings, I get health data, health details, medical app, medical ID. But you're in health. Health is the wrong thing. Under settings, go to hand washing. Don't go to health. How do I get out of health? If I push the button, it goes back to where I can choose settings. So choose settings. Settings. Now it says health data, three categories. Okay, at the top, do you see the word health in blue with a left arrow? Oh, the left arrow. That's the problem. That backs okay, you out. Now, now I want hand to go washing. to hand washing. And there's right. only one thing there, the timer. Okay. So you can turn the timer on. Okay. Okay. Now, that's all I can do. That's interesting. Mine is that way on the watch, too. When you go to uh, the health app on your iPhone and then uh, go to the Browse tab and search for hand washing. You can also set hand washing there. And that's how I did it initially on mine. And it gave me the option of doing the hand washing reminders, which it explained was when you leave your house, every time you come back in, it will prompt you to wash, which I thought was a, that I actually like, you know, because you don't always think about it. You know, you go to the grocery store, you, you know, whatever you come back in, probably should wash your hands. Yeah. Now that said, yeah. I keep well, some some um, uh, hand sanitizer in my car. So anytime I've gone, if I, if I get in my car, and go to the grocery store. As soon as I get back in my car, I use the hand sanitizer on my hands, and and use my then wet hands to wipe down anything that I've touched since I got back in the car. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's a good idea. Uh, I had uh, uh, these Clorox wipes that I used, I've been using until I ran out of them. Yeah, uh, but those are not supposed but, to be used on your hands. But I carry those around in the store to wipe the uh, cart and oh. all of those things. Anything I yeah. touch in the store is with a wipe. That's smart, yeah. Yeah, either that or put on some, some rubber gloves. Well, I can't ever fit in those dang things. I get frustrated trying to get them on. The only time I yeah. spend the time to do that is when I'm using putting the gas in the car some reason right and then as soon as i'm done i've hung up the gas thing i rip it off and throw it in the barrel <laughs> that is yeah. the uh that rubber, rubber glove. glove yeah well i don't like them because they make my hands sweaty they're they you know they don't breathe at all but i bought some extra large ones which are actually just a smidge large for me but it makes them easier to get on and off well i don't remember when I bought them, whether there was a size even, they probably women's size or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> They're really yeah. tough for me. 
Well, and in fact, I bought I bought a couple boxes because I couldn't find a box that I thought I had, and then I've been doing some cleaning, and I found the original box. So, so now I've got several boxes of extra large, and then I also bought some um, uh, medium size for my wife, so she has some because uh, if she puts mine on, they're just big old floppy gloves, <laughs> you know. Uh, but in yeah. a pinch, at least she can use her. She can use mine, and I have squeezed mine into one of hers uh, on occasion because I grabbed the wrong one. So you know. In a pinch, you can use each other's, but it does help when they're sized right. Yeah, I don't know. Every time I put them on, I feel like I want to hold my hands up and go, if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah. a slogan. <laughs> yeah, it's like every time I put them on, you know, it's like I, that's, that's immediately where my <laughs> mind goes is I see OJ holding his hand up going, Does, doesn't fit, can't get them on. I'm like, yeah, 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 we all have trouble getting gloves on. But, um, uh, anyway, uh, this isn't very tech techy, is it? <laughs> well, no, we're talking about the watch and washing hands and this feature on the watch. Just before we went on the air, as I was eating breakfast, I read an article saying that uh, iOS 14 is coming up on uh, 30% uh, adoption rate in seven days or in five days. So in five days of release, they're near 30%. Now, as a measure of comparison, iOS 13 at seven days was hitting 20%. And that iOS 13 was faster or or more quickly adopted than iOS 12. iOS 13 was... And realize Apple is far higher adoption rate than any other operating system. But um, what, what I thought was interesting about that is there was a comment underneath, and I think he makes a really good point, that that's a really amazing number because all those other numbers are always bumped or boosted by sales of a new phone. We haven't seen a new phone yet, and yet they've got bigger adoption numbers. So it's not, you know, yep. we're not counting new phones in this adoption rate. Uh, and these adoption rates are all estimated numbers based on, because you can tell what iOS number you're using when people are attaching to websites and stuff. So they're seeing traffic on the, on the nets. Is it coming from, you know, updated phones or old, uh, old, updated iOSs or older iOSs? Um, yeah. But because uh, Apple doesn't release those numbers, or, or they do, they do release them eventually when they want to brag. But they'll say something real, um, you know, non-committal like it's had the best adoption rates of any iPhone ever. Yeah. yeah without actually giving you any well, numbers, they, it's marketing speak. Speak speaking of phones, I've kind of concluded that I'm going to get an SE. Yeah. Uh, because uh, I've always thought that even the standard phone is big or the mini i guess is the proper term now is that that's you mean the new mini the yeah because the se the se is currently the smallest one and i believe that they i mean remains to be seen but i believe they're going to continue to sell that because they can sell it cheap because it's it's oh that's know, touch right ID the and, SE or the 12 and then the 12 has four models okay you're right right but the 12 will have a mini which is going to be S, se sized ish from what i can tell yeah, well, I'll have to yeah. I'll have to wait till the twelve mini is out and compare it, but right. I don't like the size of the uh, of the phone and never have. Yeah, they ought to have the size of it. I don't care about it. The screen and all the apps on it, uh, other than the than the one I use in the car to uh, uh, for trips, uh, the maps thing. I, mm-hmm. I just don't use them. Uh, in fact, I thought about just sitting there and taking them all off of there. It's, it's got a bunch of crap. Therefore, I didn't need a very large storage because uh, I do everything on the iPad. 
and between the iPad and the phone, I'm um, excuse me, and the watch, uh, the, those are totally different functions. I've got a nice large large screen with the uh, iPad Pro, and mm-hmm. uh, and so uh, I just don't don't t- I I, t- I tell you the only time that I'll be honest with you that I've really used the phone for reading is while I'm in a waiting room. Right. You know. I, I will say that I actually use my phone fairly regularly in the evenings, sitting and just kind of browsing through stuff. Um, but I do use an iPad. I try to use an iPad more and more for that. And ironically, I'm not using my my iPad Pro. I'm using a smaller iPad. I'm using the 9.7 inch iPad because it's easier to hold in my hands. Which is like I said, I kind yeah. of have I, my 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 larger iPad sits on a stand in front of my Mac screens and gives me an additional source of information and stuff when I'm sitting here at uh, you know in my office in the studio. Um, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. You know, it's funny in 2014 when the iPhone 6 Plus was first announced and it was the first one that had that plus size. Uh, I had one early. I mean, I was one of the first ones to have it. And in fact, I so much so that I had people coming up to me going, oh, is that the new one? Is that the, the big phone? You know, and and I had to let people look at it and hold it. And, you know, it was it was yeah. I had it real early and I was released in September of 2014. And I think I got it right at release. Um, and then I replaced the six. I didn't get a six S. I replaced the six with a seven plus. Uh, and mm-hmm. that was also same size. But by the time, and I love the 7 Plus. To me, it was the best phone I'd ever had. And I still think in some ways it was a better phone than the 11 that I have now. But, um, or 12, 11, I don't know what number we're on. Anyway, um, I didn't get an 8 or a 10 or a 10S. Uh, so now I've got an 11 Pro. And I intentionally got the Pro and not the Pro Max because... I'd gotten tired of how big and heavy the phone was. I wanted something smaller. And if you if you hold the the 11 next to an 11 or to a 7 uh, plus, it's not a lot smaller. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. marginally smaller. It has a bigger screen because it's edge to edge display, but it's it's slightly smaller. And yeah. up until the SE that they introduced in April of this year, uh, it was the smallest phone you could buy with current guts in it you know current technology and that was why i I chose it yeah the by the way i did think of the other primary app that that i attribute to the phone and that's well actually two apps it's music uh, which i listen through my uh uh earplugs what do you call them the airpods pro airpods yeah my airpods and as and podcasts so anything that's audio uh airpods uh, right, I, you know, I just need something I can get it from. Now, I don't think the the, the watch will support the uh, AirPods. It, it it supports music, so it probably does. But uh, do do you know? Have you ever been away from your yes, phone? Yes, and- yes. You you are incorrect in that the watch does Apple Apple does very happily so uh, support uh, AirPods through the watch. You can play music and podcasts through the watch directly oh, into the headphones you do not have to have your phone with you okay, which is so a major a... bonus for people who go out walking and running and things like that yeah yeah so so that that i can get with a watch i mean with the watch yeah so yeah. um well something i haven't played around with yet and maybe we'll experiment with it today but apple in the current iteration of their operating systems is supposed to now support um 
how'd they phrase it? It was, uh, I don't know, but basically what it boils down, I don't remember what the term was, but the basic idea was that you can switch devices and your AirPods will just switch automatically to the next device. So like you can be listening to music on your AirPods through your uh, iPad and then shut off the iPad, pick up the iPhone and start playing on the iPhone and it'll switch to the iPhone. Shut off the iPhone, switch to your watch and it'll start playing on the watch. And you don't have to keep syncing and resyncing the AirPods between the three. If your AirPod, I, if your Air, if your AirPods have been synced to each of those devices once, then it knows those are your devices, and it'll automatically switch between them. Yeah, and that does that very well. I've, I've experienced that. I, I can't say I've done all of them, but I've, I know uh-huh. I've transitioned before. Uh, yeah. But you see, I'm in a different category. Is that a lot of the time I'm using a hearing aid that is compatible yeah. with Bluetooth. And that doesn't have all the same fun- functionality, so it doesn't doesn't work at all with the computer. I can only use iOS devices with my hearing aid. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the reasons that I wanted the iPods, uh, AirPods rather, uh, and uh, so that I can do it from the computer. Right. Yeah. Well, when you're sitting in a room with somebody else who's watching television or reading or something, they don't necessarily want to listen to your podcast. And- right. And so that's, you know, either you got to get up and move somewhere else, and let's, you know, but, you know, but the my way hearing you... aids really work quite well. I'm I'm generally pleased that uh, mm-hmm. e- even though the technology and Bluetooth has changed uh, and improved since since uh, I got my hearing aids, right? You know? uh, they're, yeah. they're kind of old technology there, but but they still seem to work. Yeah, well, most of the Bluetooth changes have been backward compatible, so so you don't lose anything. You just pick up new functionality, and and there's uh, you know higher fidelity now than through Bluetooth because originally a lot of people complained that when you went through Bluetooth, everything was compressed so much that the sound quality suffered, and you know when you're already a snooty person who doesn't like listening to digital music, um, to compress it even further to get it across Bluetooth was no bueno. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm, that's not me. Although I will say I have always regarded Bluetooth as a, an irritation that we live with because it works most of the time. You know, <laughs> it's like, it's like that car that, you know, has got something wrong with it, but you don't have the time or the money to fix it. And so you, you tolerate it. And that's kind of how I am with Bluetooth. It's like, it's something that until something better comes along, we'll use, but we desperately need something better. And I know that Apple through the use of their, um, what do they call that chip? Is it an M chip? No, that's their motion chip. I can't remember what the chip is that's in there that allows them to automatically sync and pair and things like that. They've got a different, you know, so you don't have to go to the Bluetooth settings and stuff. I I don't remember what that is, but, you know, they're making it better, I guess, is is the bottom line. But it's still, you know... It's it's a house built on top of a pile of crap from my from my perspective. And it's like we need to we need to fix the pile of crap before we build the house next time. So somewhere down the line, somebody's going to say, "Okay, there's a better way." But, By the way, you know look, we've started this. Are we we're doing a redo of the show? But in fact, we haven't talked about anything we talked about in the first. Go-round. I know that's terrible. <laughs> Isn't it terrible? So um, I, yeah. I was going to ask you: Have you done the tap tap? Uh, uh, the back tap, back tap, on the iPhone. Uh, I have I, not. That was something that you told me about that I wasn't even aware of that you were excited about. Yeah. Well, let me let me go over that again. It's why I was excited about it because mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm an engineer 
and uh, yeah. a former guidance control engineer. And so, well, before you I, before you explain why you're excited, let's explain what it is, so people who aren't aware know what back tap means. They literally mean tap on the back of your phone, so that you can yeah. tap on your back of your phone either as a double tap or a triple tap. A single tap isn't enough because they don't want you just bumping your phone and setting it off. Um, but a double tap or a triple tap, and you can assign any function you want to it or any um, uh, series of functions by using shortcuts. So, yes. okay, that said, now go ahead. As an engineer. Okay. I, I, was, I was thinking way back a long time ago when I first read that they had an accelerometer in the iPhone, it, it immediately occurred to me, well, that's, that's a great detector. You know, why don't we just you know, make a little noise like tapping on the phone. That was just occurred to me. That That's a perfectly good control. Uh, and they never did it until now. And what it amounts to is, is that uh, that's what they're doing, is the accelerometer sensing the little jar on the back of the phone. Now, I tried it this morning, and it, it's apparently just the back of the phone that they use uh, because uh, tapping on the glass, it doesn't it's too too uh, rigid and it doesn't transmit the uh, apparently the, the vibrations or the whatever they're sensing but but if you look at a signal out of an accelerometer if you're hitting it uh, directly you get a mm -hmm. little blip it's real obvious and real yeah. easy to know whether you're getting you know what you're getting so anyway I haven't had a lot of time to check out all the functionality that you can assign to that yet but uh, uh, it, it works on both double and triple tap just fine. And uh, uh, if I do it with my phone right now, what it, uh, I have it bringing up is something that you can bring up with just a swipe on the front, you know, the control panel, just as mm -hmm. an easy thing. And then my triple tap was, uh, I'm sorry, that was the triple tap. Let me do the double tap. Uh, i got to get, get it out of that. Oh, that brings up the the apps that if you swipe up from the bottom where you can select the recent apps that you used. And those are just easy, you know, little things to do is why I set those yeah. up. Uh, I did, didn't have enough time then to explore the more interesting ways to use it now, but uh, I just wanted to see it, it function, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, it's funny you talk about those little motion sensors and and how sensitive they can be uh just to give you an idea of another application of the similar type of thing and another engineer who thought of an idea of to use them uh and he is now marketing the idea through the beauty rest company you can buy a beauty rest sleep tracker monitor uh it's 150 dollars, 147.98 on amazon right now and it comes with two sensors one for both sides of the bed so if you sleep in a bed with somebody else you can both get tracked and that little sleep sleep sensor underneath your mattress not underneath the, the the mattress pad or the sheets or it's underneath the mattress between the mattress and the box springs is where this sensor sits and you slide a sensor underneath both sides of where you sleep and they tell you they where to place it so that it's basically sort of like where your chest is okay and then they run that back to a little control box and that box then attaches uh via wi-fi to your internet and what it does is it measures your sleep, you know, your sleep patterns, whether you're in REM sleep based on your activity. It, it, but through the mattress, it's able to give you an average heart rate overnight and an average respiration rate, how many breaths per minute you're taking overnight, as well as whether you're in REM sleep, deep sleep, or light sleep. 
And those those yeah. three different types of sleep are all fairly well defined by people who study sleep in terms of the way your body moves during those different types of sleep. And so they yeah. can identify that. And it automatically starts tracking when you get, go, get in bed. It tells you how long you're in bed before you fell asleep. Uh, and if you woke up, how many times you woke up during the night. And, of course, it's not perfect there because sometimes you'll wake up and then go back to sleep, and it may not pick up on that if you didn't really, you know, do much between the two. But it's it's pretty yeah. dang amazing, pretty amazing, uh, and that's well, all from of, just a little of, motion sensor. Some of that is detected by your watch if you wear it at night. A lot well, of I, that that's where I was going to go with is in iOS 14 they just added sleep tracking to the watch, so you can now yeah. wear your sleep your your watch at night, and it will track most of that same stuff. It won't get respirations, your breathing, because it's not you, your breathing doesn't move your wrist enough. But obviously, it's got a heart rate tracker, and it's probably even a more accurate heart rate tracker because it's physically on your body as opposed to a sensor underneath a mattress. Um, uh, and then obviously motion. And I suppose I could be like you know, in REM sleep and moving my right hand, and my left hand doesn't move, so maybe the watch wouldn't realize that I'm in REM sleep. But I doubt it. It's pretty pretty sensitive motion trackers in it too, as we just pointed out. Um, I have for the last uh, couple days been doing both, so I could compare the notes between the two, between the beauty rest and the and the watch. And from what I've seen, the two are very similar, with the exception of the respirations. The breathing rate is not tracked by the watch. Um, but other than that, like when I wake up, when I go to sleep, the amount of time I spend in bed is very, very similar. Um, I will say that the watch presented a bit of a challenge, though, for me, because. I have to charge my watch in the evening before I go to bed or it won't make it through the night. It, it can't go 24 hours. And so what I do is uh, I have my stand and my move goal. And once I hit my stand and move goal for the day, then I take my watch off and put it on the charger for, you know, 20 minutes to, to 40 minutes before I go to bed. And then when I get in bed, I put it back on and it then uh, is able to track my sleep. And that's kind of the routine I found that works for, for me. Um, although sitting here during the mornings when I'm doing, you know, podcasting and radio shows, I suppose I could take the watch off and put it on a charger. It's sitting right here. I've got a charger right here. So I could do it then, too, uh, if I wanted, and that would probably work as well. Um, but I feel better about charging it before I get in bed because that way I know I've got enough juice to get through the night. You know, if I charge, if I recharged it here in the morning... Uh, you know, after I overnight, I'm not sure that it would have enough charge to get through the night. And I'd hate to wake up and find out that it conked out two hours before I woke up. So I'd rather it have a full charge when I go to bed. And I want you to know what went through my mind when you started talking about the, uh, the mattress sensor. First, I thought you're just, you read it in an ad or something. You're telling me about it, but then you start doing what I knew you must've done is to that sold the mattress to you, Todd. <laughs> you it had nothing to do with because <laughs> no it had nothing no the, in fact you're, no. you're wrong the mattress is not no. a beauty rest mattress it's a beauty rest sleep system that's underneath my mattress it's 150 dollars oh, for the beauty rest sleep system that i bought back in 2017 and it oh. monitors mine and my wife's sleep every night and we can check and see if we've been sleeping well and we can look at what more importantly we can look at trends over a month or a year and say hey i noticed that during these times we're not sleeping as well or getting as much sleep and you know maybe we need to adjust our lifestyle a little bit based on things or you know the house needs to be a little cooler or a little warmer or something like that mm. oh okay so it's independent yeah, so well it's you independent see, I, I, 
they do sell they do sell mattresses with it built in the beauty rest company does sell mattresses that way yeah well i'm in the market for a mattress right now now this will probably make it to facebook somehow or out on the thing and i'll get all these ads but <laughs> that would be be a funny test wouldn't anyway. it you just mention it here and see if it if it, if it <laughs> yeah this, this will be the test see see how far it goes how we're being spied on anyway uh since I was, I've been the market for it. I just assumed maybe that you bought, went and bought one. Although I yeah. think you did say it was a separate device. Earlier. Yeah, it's a separate device. I just wanted to be, uh, yeah, clear that that's that that's you know it. I mean, you can buy Beautyrest mattresses that have the um, the yeah. Um, but then when your mattress wears out, then you throw your device away along with it and the price of it and the cost of it. Right, and you know, granted, it's not in. hugely expensive, but why why build it in when you can have it you know below the mattress, and then you can get any kind of mattress you want. No, the mattress that I have, and I have back problems, and so I went out of my way to make sure that I got a mattress that was that worked for me. And my wife, bless her, just said, "You get what you need, and I'll you know it doesn't bother me. I'll sleep on whatever. You just get what you need to make sure that your back is okay." Um, and I went to a company. Actually, ended up buying it from a company locally over near Pasadena. Um, that it makes uh, latex rubber mattress. So it's it. There are no springs in my mattress. It's latex. It's all natural latex, which uh, doesn't compress down and create divots. It it maintains its elasticity um, as natural latex mites and things don't get into it because there's no batting or anything like that. It and in fact, when we moved, we unzipped the the mattress had the 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 cover on the mattress you can unzip the cover on the mattress and take it off and inside is just layers of three inch foam of differing densities and so then i take the the three inch foam and roll it up and i can carry each piece because one thing about latex foam is it is heavy it's a very dense foam and so i could move the mattress in fact my brother tobin and i moved the mattress in multiple pieces and then when we got it, we laid out the, um, when we got it there, we laid the cover out again, put the first piece of foam in it, then the second piece, then the third piece, and then snugged up the cover and zipped it shut again. I'm surprised that you could slide it in after you, I mean, into the cover after you've got another one in there. without. Well, realize the entire it. cover, the top of the cover is what unzips. So I'm not like oh. sliding it in from the end, like in a, like in a sandwich oh. bag. Um, okay, it's like taking the lid. Yeah, it's like taking the lid off of a off of a box, you know, a, a Tupperware. I take the lid off, put the, stack the foam inside, then put the lid back on, essentially. Yeah. Okay. Which, yeah, yeah. I didn't visual. I didn't vi- verbally draw that visual for you properly the first time, but so it's it's not that bad. But uh, yeah, it's it's um, it. Uh, I I did a lot of research and decided that's what I wanted for me to sleep on. I've been super super happy with the mattress and probably will be the last mattress I ever buy. But, um, excuse me, but, um, Is it firm? Uh, you know, not for everybody. Uh, it's actually very firm. And in fact, the gentleman who I bought it from recommended that the last layer that I put on there not be, uh, as firm as I selected. And I said, no, I want it firm. And in their showroom, you were able to go lay on the mattresses. And if you, you know, of different, different thicknesses of, of foam, cause all they sell is, foam uh they they sell two types of mattresses they sell a foam mattress and then they sell the old style mattress that you could literally flip over and and lay on the back of it which 
if you go look, shop mattresses, I don't know how much shopping you've actually done, those don't exist anymore. Mattresses are one-sided now. And where a mattress used to be 10 to 12 inches thick, they're now like 16 to 18 inches thick, and you can only lay on one side. But um, uh, the, the foam mattress, you could go and mix and match the densities of foam any way you wanted. And so the base of mine is is very firm foam, and then the 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 softest one is what they called medium foam, and me as you know I mean I'm we're relatively the same size you know a couple hundred pound six foot tall guys, um, I don't sink down a lot into this mattress it it's I, I sit on top of it more than I sink down into it. Um, he wanted me to get the last layer to be soft. I got the last layer as medium, on top of two firm two firm or three firm layers i can't remember exactly how many layers there was um but But i wanted it but anyway basically you're what you're telling me is they could have you know just basically put a topper in there a lot of people just order those separate toppers you know yeah they could put that top layer as as a softer one yeah you could make any of the layers any density you wanted the other thing i learned about you know the difference between firm density and medium density and light density the number of and distance of holes that are basically punched in the foam. So the foam is made at a density, and all foam is heavy density. And then to soften it, they start poking holes in it. And so firm density has fewer holes that are more further spaced apart. Then medium density has more holes that are a little closer together. And then the soft density foam has the most holes closest together. And that's also how then they get it to breathe. So the air gets in under the, you know, in the main parts of the mattress. Otherwise, you're sleeping on basically rubber and it doesn't yeah. breathe. So it was very interesting education there. Yeah. And it's funny, well, they I, threw I, in two free um, uh, uh, latex foam pillows, which when I initially got them said, no, I got pillows. I don't want to use those pillows. The pillow I've used for the last two years is one of those free foam pillows. I love it. have no idea what happened to the other one, but the one is what, my pillow. What? What do you mean, free foam? Uh, it was free, and it was made out of foam. <laughs> they gave me... It wasn't free, because I paid for an expensive mattress. But when I bought the mattress, they gave me two pillows as a bonus. Oh. And they're oh. made out of the same latex foam that the bat, that the mattress is made out of. Oh, well, you, you gave us uh, pillows. I don't know if you remember that, Mr. Pillow. I do. Yeah, they were my pillows. My pillows from the guy in Wisconsin yeah, my, that makes. My, that's it. Yeah, I have one of those as well. I don't use that as my regular daily pillow. Uh, yeah. I use it sometimes as a body pillow to hug or something, but it's not my my regular like put my head on pillow. Um, it's a little too poofy for me. Lifts my head up too much because I'm a stomach sleeper. Um, yeah. But uh, the my pillow has shredded foam inside of it, but it's not latex foam. It's a it's a uh, an artificial foam, some sort of a poly foam. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I flip it every night to get the get it poofy, uh, yeah. And then, but, but by morning, my head sunk way down on that side, and then, you know, I flip it over again if I'm still going yeah, to yeah to fluff it up. And they actually they talk about that in their commercials that you can fluff it and kind of punch it down and make a hole in it, and that it's very formable because of the way they shred the foam inside, so you can get the pillow just the way you want it. So yeah, well, I'm glad you're using it. I'm glad it works, Mom. I know Mom liked it a lot when she was here. We had them in the guest room and that's why I sent them to you. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I, I... Anyway, uh, our mattress was, we've had it for 15 years. It's way past its lifetime. Mm-hmm. Usually what they say, seven or eight years. 
but uh, I'm I'm in the market for something, and we we got a Foster's and Stearns whole bed, to, you know. So I'm replacing a Foster and Stearns. I'm not going to buy another whole bed, unless I have to, but uh, it, it it is one of those deep mattresses. So. Uh, yeah, and, they're all that way now. They changed the way they designed them. Yeah, I'm not sure what probably probably make more money that way or something. I don't know. People wouldn't change them out often enough, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. People lay in the same bed for a jillion years. The the biggest issue I I believe is I some time ago, maybe several years ago, I called somebody and they wouldn't take the old mattress. So I says, "Well, I won't buy your new mattress." Thank you, and I hung up. You know, and I thought, what a stupid thing! Nobody, yeah. unless you have a truck or something, is going to be able to haul a king-size mattress out of this house to a dump or wherever. Uh, yeah. So well, you and- guys, you need to come and exchange it. You you got a box that your other one comes in. You just put the old one in it and, and haul it to your own dump. You know. Yeah, it's I, really I don't weird that- from a business standpoint. The issue is, is that there's been some there's been some laws that have changed, and that's what I found really shocking. And I've had mine now for a couple of years, so I mean, uh, but I so I'm, I don't know if they've changed again. But a few years ago, when we got our bed, they um, the the like you know it used to be a lot of old mattresses would be sent to some place where it would be refurbished and sold as a used mattress somewhere. Now that's illegal. You're not allowed to sell used mattresses because uh, apparently they've decided that too much of your uh, body oil and dead skin and stuff that go through the material and soak down into the mattress over the years. And so mm-hmm. that they're basically treating mattresses as biohazard now. And so you're not even allowed to take a mattress. You're not supposed to take a mattress to the dump and get rid of it. It's supposed to be disposed of as if it was a biohazard. And so a lot of the mattress stores are going like, we don't have the means of doing that. So they just say, you know, you're on your own to get rid of your mattress. And that's why they've basically been legislated to be a pain in the butt. Hmm. Yeah, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> I was like, really? Well, well, I'm not. I'm just not going to do it. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I, how much it costs you to haul it out of the house? But it's just a big hassle. First place, you know, you got uh, people like me. I can't handle it. I can't even take it off the bed myself. You know? Yeah. Oh, I know. They're huge. Uh, uh, I've tried crawling up and underneath them, and they're they're just not uh, not easy at all. Not easy. Um, I think this is the company. I'll have to double check. I think uh, the um, I found the the mattress company, the name of the company that made the mattress that we've got, and uh, I'll send that to you. Mm, okay. I just noticed that uh, Amazon's only four stops away from delivering my package today. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what, like that, what you're supposed to do with that information. I mean, it's nice to know. That means it's coming shortly. You know, usually they, if it's within 10 stops, it's usually like, you know, you, you know you're going to get it in the next hour. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not quite – there's not like really a lot of detail there. It's like, okay, it's, you know, it's a few stops oh. away. Well, and, well yippee. And while, I'm lo- and while I'm looking at the map, it says, you're the next stop. <laughs> a little message pops up by the truck. So now, see, if I wasn't doing this, I'd walk out to the door and take it out of the guy's hand. But anyway, I'll holler at Mama in a minute. Yeah. 
It's her package anyway. So, well, then you don't care. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it funny though? When when it um, uh, it's it's this is something that's very sticky about Amazon, is that it doesn't matter what's coming, it's like you have an emotional response to it. It's like I'm getting a present today, right? Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. I get to, I, I get a box that I get to open, and there's something inside. And you know your your adult brain says, yeah, it's something that I purchased and paid for. And they're just delivering it to me. But there's something exciting about it. There's that that little bit of that, you know, Christmas morningness to it, right? And yeah, and it's yeah. and that well, makes and, and the the other thing is very often I buy books that are are going to be published on a certain date, but I pre order them and then I forget about them, you know? And then it really is. I says, gee, you know, I haven't ordered anything in the last couple of days because usually everything comes, you know, a day or two, you know, after I get it, because we got a big warehouse out here. Anyway, uh, this thing comes comes out of the blue, and then I say, "Oh yeah, I think I ordered something. Long, you know, a book usually." <laughs> yeah, so, anyway, that's that's a wonderful technology. I think Amazon's just one of the greatest companies going, just because they've worked the problem of of uh, making it. You know, actually, they've just destroyed the retail industry. Yeah, you know. They have, uh, you know, because it's funny, even though you get it quicker by going to the store and picking it up off the shelf, say Walmart has whatever it is you want. Well, these yeah. days, obviously, you have to worry about COVID, but you don't get that same little rush, that little happy feeling of, hey, I got a package. Right. You know, you go pick it <laughs> well, up and you bought it and you can have it today. But but getting it tomorrow means I get to open the box. <laughs> but, but you see, when you get to my age and, and, and if you have an illness like mine where I I can't walk basically for very far. Uh, the, the mall is absolutely the worst place possible place I could think of going to because I got to walk a half mile just to get to the <laughs> stores, even from the parking lot. You know. Yeah. They, well, I got to tell you, I do not. Parking. I do not have the same affliction as you, although I I do have some back issues, and on certain days I just wouldn't do it if you paid me. But even in my best days, that's not a positive thing. <laughs> Yeah. I don't think anybody over the age of 16 looks forward to going to a mall. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, which is probably why malls in America are are a dying thing. You know, I think yeah. that a lot of people looked at that and said, why do I go there? So I can eat really bad junk food and fight a crowd <laughs> to buy stuff that I could have had delivered to my door with no fuss, no muss, no bother. You know, and it doesn't yeah. even have to be from Amazon. I can get that stuff delivered from you know, if it's housing, uh, you know, home goods type of stuff, um, Wayfair will send it to me. Uh, you know, I can do it through Amazon. I can do it through Walmart. Most clothing manufacturers have online stores. So you can get all that stuff delivered. If there's a benefit to COVID, it has been the fact that it's brought a few technologies to great prominence. You know? Yeah, well, certainly had um, uh, certain certain technologies in the right place to take advantage yeah. of, uh, you know, the, the opportunities that have been presented by everybody being at home. Uh, I mean, look at what Zoom has done. You think that, that yeah. their, their messaging stuff or, you know, their, their Talk online of- meeting stuff would have been nearly as big a deal if the, if, if the entire world weren't doing online meetings? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, beyond... Uh, a certain size, I could see just plain audio conferencing like you, we do. 
you know, I'm, I'm getting tired of the business of being on a screen. I don't think that's important anymore. It depends on what you're doing, but I think you're right. For a lot of stuff, all you need is a voice, you know? Yeah. And for those who don't know, as we record the podcast, you know, we're using Skype, but we do it as an audio only. We don't put the screen on because, you know, watching each other talk to each other is not important. Um, I guess yeah. you well, do sometimes. It depends on what you're well, talking the, about because sometimes you want to see facial int- uh, expressions and stuff that go along with intonation that help provide information and communication. But Well, we, ju- we just gave a reason why it did, and that is when we over-talk the other, you know. It, yeah. If you're looking at somebody, you don't you don't interrupt them while they're, you, it's obvious they're still going on, you know? Yeah. Although I will say that even that, that happens with Skype, even when you have video on, it's just because, uh, you we're not, you know, as human beings, we're used to talking to somebody face to face and it being a hundred percent real time and Skype and FaceTime do a really good approximation, but there is a lag. It takes time to send that yeah. data across the internet. And so there's just enough of a lag and it's, it's, it's fractions of a second. But those fractions of a second are enough that it's, you know, what I interpret as a pause and my opportunity to talk might not be. It might be, you know, a dropout in the network or or you taking a breath to say the next word. And it's it's just hard to read that. And you're right. The facial expressions would probably help some in that area. But I still think we have some problems. Well, one of the thoughts that I had with the Zoom thing even is, is there there should be a way where you can hold your hand up. And maybe there is, and and then you you have to wait until it automatically comes back to you and signals it's time for you to talk. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if there Otherwise, is in Zoom. I know in Google crowd, Classroom they do. Yeah, because there's still this issue of uh, too many people talking. You you can mess up a whole conference if I just sit here and talked all the time and didn't let anybody else in, and they have to talk over me. You know, so. You, it requires some discipline by uh, the, the participants, and and the other the, the the standard discipline, of course, just in a two-way radio system was over. You know, when you're done, you say over somebody, and they take it. Yeah, and when they're done, they say over, and that's such good listening. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it's a simple little word, but it works, and it avoids the uh, conflict. You know. Yeah, I sent you a link to the mattress, and then they have a, a up to 30% off thing that said it ended uh, uh, at midnight on the 21st, but they're still popping it up on the website. So I would say if you were going to buy a mattress through them, uh, try it. <laughs> you know, Try the thing and see if you can get the discount. My guess is they'd probably give it to you because it's still up there. If the, if, the, if, the, yeah. if the thing still pops up on the screen, my guess is that it's still probably still being accepted by their purchasing system as well. Uh, although... Ooh. If you were to buy this, you'd be buying it basically sight unseen from a uh, company in California, which is a tough way to buy a mattress. But, you know, Casper's making a mint selling mattresses that people get shipped to them. Really? Uh, Yeah. hmm, Yeah, this doesn't even say where the store is. Yeah, it's in West Covina. That's where their factory is and their store. Uh, but they ship anywhere in the U.S. And it's funny because I was looking at this and I have a 13-inch Eastern King, which is just called King, 
and still they still give you two free pillows, and their sale price is substantially more than what I paid for it three years ago. So, and I got it on sale too. I mean, they have sales going all the time. But uh, but you see, Todd, they, this doesn't this doesn't solve my problem. It doesn't say you'll ship your mattress back, right? Yeah, it doesn't doesn't <laughs> your, help get rid of the old mattress. Doesn't help has, get rid of the old mattress. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I will say, though, that I am supremely, supremely happy with this. By the way, for those who are listening, Flexus Comfort is the name of the mattress company. Flexus Comfort there in West Covina. They are not a cheap mattress. I will admit that they are not a cheap mattress. But um, they they use 100% natural or organic latex. Um, they offer Dunlop and Talley latex, which is a different ways of processing the latex. And you can mix and match layers. Uh, on their 13-inch mattress, you get uh, three uh, are four three-inch layers of, of of latex that you can pick whatever softness and whichever uh, version you want, Talley or Dunlop method of doing it. And you can do some research to find out what they are. You can click on their configurator. They've got information on the website to explain it. Um, the uh, cotton used for the... There, there's cotton uh, and wool used for the mattress cover. Um, there is, a, they, if you in, you do the math, you go th- three times four is twelve. Why is it a thirteen-inch mattress? Because there's one inch of wool batting on the top of it, so that you have some wool between you and the latex, which also provides you with uh, uh, body temperature regulation and allows you to the the top of the mattress to breathe a little bit, so that you're comfortable. Um, and the cover is made from uh, a very stretchy knit that stretches in all four directions. So when you lay on it, it gives, and you're and you're supported by the latex and the latex is again you can pick the latex the the number of layers and the 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 density of the latex and whether you want the dunlop or talley process latex and you can mix and match it any way you like so when you construct your mattress underneath it actually has a mattress configuration and you can pick whether you want soft medium firm or extra firm uh layers in what order you want those layers stacked and uh, and you can also for the king size uh, mattresses, you can split it so that you can have left side one way and right side another way. So that way, if your spouse wants their mattress constructed differently and they prefer a softer mattress or a harder mattress, they can do that. And so um, um, lots of options to mix and match. And uh, if you do a little research, some of the you'll, you'll find that the latex mattresses um, basically are lifetime mattresses that the latex doesn't. Um, uh, get like indentations. Everybody's seen those mattresses that have been worn on or slept on for a few years and they get so compressed um, that there's a giant divot that you're sleeping in. Um, that doesn't happen on a latex mattress. The I will say that the one inch of, of uh, uh, wool on top does compress a little bit. So you'll see a little bit of a compression there, but that's just because the wool topping gets that way. And you can take the cover off because it's it's just a cover around piles of latex, layers of latex, and wash that and fluff that back up if you want. Uh, uh, so anyway, I just, I'm supremely happy with this mattress, uh, having had one now for uh, several years. And they're not a you know, uh, an advertiser. They're not paying in any way for this plug. I just, I just, this is my mattress and it's uh, I've been super happy with it. So yeah. So there you I, go. I bet that cost, Mattress technology. Cost a bund- bundle to ship something from Covina, California to here, across the country. Yeah, it says free shipping in the continental U.S. ships in forty-eight hours. I didn't see that. It's uh, right underneath the price.
Oh, okay. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, I have to find out if I can get rid of my other one somehow. How much that yeah. cost me? Yeah, you might have to call one of those, uh, you know, starving students' places to come and move it to the dump for you or something like that. But I bet you, I bet you, bet you, bet you, anything. If you got fifty bucks, you could go down to Home Depot, find a guy there, and say, "Here's fifty bucks. Come take my mattress, and it will be gone." What happens to it after that is up to them. There's guys standing around in the parking lots of Home Depots that will do day labor, and they'll do just about any kind of... You want to dig a ditch, you want to trim a tree, they'll do it. No guarantee that they have the skills to do it, they'll just figure out a way, and it'll get done. Yeah. Hmm. So, anyway, well, anyway, like I said, you know, what you end up doing for your mattress, you know, up to you, but I planted a seed on a mattress that I am supremely happy with and have been now for three years. So okay, well that sounds good, Todd. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, the, the Labor Day sale is twenty five percent off there, but if I go back to what you showed me, it was thirty percent off. Up yeah. to thirty percent. Yeah. 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 Just try it. You know, if you add it to the cart and then stick that that uh, discount in there, it might discount off the Labor Day price too. Who knows? Oh, that's An right. additional thirty percent off. It's got a code yeah. in here, but it says yeah. It says LAB20. Right. That probably means 20. Labor Day LAB is probably what that's for. Okay. I'll change it to LAB30 and see what happens. Discount <laughs> LAB. Oh, let's try LAB50. I mean, start at the top, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, shoot. They'll say this guy is trying to get a deal. Okay. Okay, I try. I just I'm looking at their checkout. I put something in the shopping cart just for grins, and tried putting in the discount code and applying it, and it didn't do it because it does say the discount. I mean, if you look at that, the discount code does say it, it expired uh, on the 21st at midnight. So, uh, yep. So you still get the other pr- uh, discount though, the price that's listed. So, um, which I think if you look at other high end mattresses, that's uh, discount up to 30 print is already applied to this product. Okay, so that's all they were saying is it was already applied there. So they're not going to give you two discounts. Mm-hmm. So, nope. uh, Okay. Yeah. Well, let's see. Matthew so, um, this was... Yeah. Well, we've been going for an hour and 20 minutes, so why don't we wrap up the second take at our show? I know we didn't cover... We talked about some cool history that we both had last time that we didn't get recorded, so we'll just have to bring it up again, because I know us. We'll forget we talked about it, and we'll bring it up again anyway, so... Um, Probably. So, you know, uh, you can share your uh, experience with HP mini computers in the future, and I will share my experience with DEC PDP-11 mini computers in the... Uh, in, in subsequent shows so people can tune in and listen to that but why don't we wrap this up since i think we've kind of talked enough for today now that we've we've delved into how to wash your hands and how to get a good mattress to sleep on <laughs> yeah we'll, and then we'll, we'll by, by, by the, a week from now we'll have enough experience with the new uh, features and stuff that we'll probably find some plenty of stuff to talk about there yeah yeah I will add one more quick thing about that that I have found, too. I don't know if you've experienced, but when I first put iOS 14 onto my phone, my phone kept losing its Wi-Fi connection. 
And so I'd be doing something and it would like lose Wi-Fi and switch to LTE and then Wi-Fi had popped back in and, and all I did was restart the phone and it worked fine. But something didn't mm. load right when it booted up that last time and it was just very hinky. <laughs> That's mm. the technical term, hinky. <laughs> well, I, I, I noticed a little glitch on my iPad where mm-hmm. I uh, would just get a black screen and I couldn't get out of it. And uh, uh, so finally I completely shut it down and swiped it off of that. Uh, right. You know, and that's what I did with the phone too. Things. Mm-hmm. And uh, that restarted it that way. I didn't power yeah. restart. And that, that solved the problem. Yeah. Well, here's but a maybe maybe what we're learning is good rule of thumb is anytime you do a, an update, once you've got the update all the way done and finished and installed, just do a restart so you get a clean startup on the new operating system because it doesn't always yeah. seem to do that smoothly after an install by itself. So probably not a bad right. idea. So anyway, we've got plenty of uh, OS upgrades to talk about. And who knows, maybe by the next time we talk, they'll already have announced their next... Uh, their next showing of stuff because they still have phones to talk about before the end of the year. And we've been promised a, an Apple silicone computer. And, you know, here we are That's at the, the third week, fourth week of September now. So, um, you know, we've got three months. So sometime <laughs> yep. in the next three months, there'll be new stuff. Yep. They won't wait too long before Christmas if they if they can because they want to sell them for Christmas. That's a good yeah. You know, unless unless sales period they don't have the production capacity up to speed because of slowdowns with COVID. In which case, then they'll wait right. till later to announce it so that they won't get slammed and not be able to supply it. Right. Right. They they don't oh, they they don't mind not being able to supply everything because they like that that rush to get it because you might not get one. But they don't want to be so overwhelming that they just flat out can't ship it. You know, and 15 people out of 15 million uh, got it. <laughs> they don't like that either. Right. you got to have that happy somewhere in the middle where enough people get it that it's exciting and others want it. So. Yep. Anyway, yeah, we'll see how it all plays out. Yeah. Well, thank you, Todd. Have a good day. You too. Thanks for joining me. And we'll see everybody next week on Generation Tech. <laughs>